Hello, I'm Brad Spencer, and welcome back to the Faith Connection, where we're teaching on the subject, Who in Hell? Now, that does have meaning if you missed part one, and you can go in and you can check out part one and get all familiar with that. I, I tell you what, it was a serious teaching, though we used a play on words, but it was a serious teaching about choosing our destiny. And uh, if you haven't chosen yours, then hopefully you'll be able to get that taken care of today. I'm going to do everything I can to help lead you there. And we said, uh, who in hell? Well, Jesus told the story about a man who was in hell. He was a rich man, and undoubtedly he didn't acknowledge God. He didn't go there or choose the wrong path simply because he had money. Just because you're rich doesn't mean that you choose, you're automatically on the wrong path because God has promised to empower us to get wealth. So if that were the case, then we couldn't receive salvation. But no, he made a comparison between the rich man who lived according to his all his desires. And then there was a man named Lazarus. He didn't have much and sores all over his body just looking for his next meal. But both of the men die and he sees Abraham, Father Abraham and Lazarus is there with him. And, and he cries out for Abraham to send Lazarus to just dip his finger in water, cool water, put a drop on his tongue. He was in such agony and anguish in that flame. And we made some statements here about that. Who in hell would have thought the place was real? Well, some people don't believe it's real. They believe, well, you, when you die, you die, and that's the end of it. You're kind of like an animal. You know, you exist no more. Well, that's simply not true because there is a destiny. And so many people are headed for the lake of fire, especially from our generation. So who in hell would have thought the place was real? Well, it's real. I remember that uh, I had an open vision when I was 16 years of age. I had some issues because of that lost living that I was experiencing. I had demonic issues in my life. And um, I remember, you know, going to my grandmother uh, and telling her all the things that were going on in my life, demonic things. And she said a couple nights, that was on a Tuesday. She said, well, we've got our Bible study on Thursday. They're coming to the house. You need to be in it. So, I mean, I couldn't hardly sleep at night. So I'd wake up and I'd see beings and demons at my bedside standing there staring at me. They were on the inside of me too. I was possessed and I knew it. Nobody had to suggest it. And I didn't know it because... I read the Bible. I didn't. I didn't know it because it was taught at church. It wasn't. But I knew I, I knew what I, I was experiencing. And um, I, I knew, I mean, I'm in bad shape here. So I go into my grandmother's Bible study and there, there's a, a, a doctor who was leading the Bible study. And there was a bunch of ladies in there, some of them little blue-haired, what I called blue-haired ladies. And as soon as I came in, this leader of the Bible study stood up and said, motion for me to come over and sit in that chair. Well, I wasn't about to sit in that chair. And all that stuff that was on the inside of me, inside of me began to rise up. And I thought, I'm just going to whip this guy. Well, he rebuked me in the name of Jesus. And I ended up sitting in that chair. And he started casting devils out of me. Well, they, they began to speak with other voices. 
And I'll tell you what, some of those little blue-haired saints, their hair was standing straight up because voices were coming out of me that weren't my voice. But he cast those things out of me and immediately I went into an open vision. And in that open vision, I'm on the other side. And I, I mean, you know, the, the back then we had the gold and gr green shag carpet and it, it left and grandmother's little antique love seat that was there, it's gone. All the little blue-haired saints, the leader, everything's gone. I'm on the other side. And the first person that I see, and, and the thing about when you're on the other side, there are things that you know. I mean, you may look at something and, and, and at first you think, what is that? But then you know what it is. It's like it's narrated to you on the inside. I, I can't explain that, but a lot, a lot of people who have had out-of-body experiences can tell you that's true. And so I look at this being and I know that it's Lucifer. He's not grotesque in any way. He has what I call a strange beauty. No horns, no tail. He's not red. He was dressed in black and had a strange beauty. And I didn't, I'm seeing from a slight angle and I didn't want to look full into his eyes because all of the evil that is within him emanates from his eyes. And, and see, the eyes are the window into the soul. It's like today, you know, you can look in some people's eyes until they have company because this stuff looking back at you and you know that's not them. You know that's straight from the pits of hell. And so I, I'm in contact with Lucifer and then all of a sudden I find myself in another place. I'm carried away and then I'm here at this great pit. I mean, uh, it, it, it is a bottom, it, bottomless pit. It, it is a pit of fire, the lake of fire. You, you could feel, I could feel the heat coming from it. And I saw this long line of people, people, people from every nation, every tribe, every ethnic group, and they're all marching to my left, and now I am at their destination. And I am seeing these people over here to my left. You could see the great white throne judgment and books being opened and whatnot, and people were finding out, hey, your name's not in the book. So you're going to be judged by what's in these books. And uh, But as they came up to the mouth of this lake of and pit of fire, you know, some people began to curse God. I could hear their cursing of him. Others began to beg God for mercy. But the momentum of the crowd just hurled them into this lake of fire. And I, I could smell the sulfur, the sulfuric smell from that lake of fire. And now all of a sudden I'm gone from that place. And, and I'm at a new location on the other side. And I see this, this small mountain. And uh, th there were people going up that mountain, this little winding trail. And then all of a sudden somebody from the top is coming down. Oh, something most beautiful. Someone most beautiful, let me say. And as he's coming down, he, some of these people that were coming up that narrow path, they, they stumbled and fell. And he lovingly helps them back up, gets them back up, and he comes, walks down to the base of the mountain. And then he starts walking towards me. And, uh, I, I, but I'm still at, I guess I went back to that beginning where these people are just walking because I'm, I'm not at the end of, of it now. I'm way back over here. And these people that are headed towards the lake of fire, their destiny, they just keep passing. But as this 
person, one most beautiful, begins getting closer and closer to me, he then stops. And I can only see him at that point from his waist up because of the crowd in front of me. Oh, but my goodness, he he is as described in the book of Revelation. He's most beautiful. Man, I looked into his eyes and I could have stood there and looked into his eyes forever. Because all the goodness within him emanated from his eyes. And he pointed the finger of his right hand at me and said, I've called you to preach my gospel and to help these. And he stretched his hand out towards that multitude of people. Then all of a sudden, I'm back. I'm back in my grandmother's living room. Back in her living room. And uh, I guess they all assumed I'd gotten saved because I narrated the experience as I saw it. Didn't realize I was doing that. But I'm back on this side. And, and just to be honest with you, I'm set free from the demonic issues, but I have no intention of preaching the gospel. In fact, I just ran from God and it was you know a little over two years before I actually did get saved. And thank God that I did. But I can tell you, the place is real. Judgment is real. I've seen it. It's in, and it's not real because I've seen it. It's real because God said it is, and it's in the book. So hopefully, you've made sure of your destination eternally because it's coming. We're in the last of the last days. Jesus is a soon and coming king. So we need to get ready for that. Go with me if you would to Isaiah 14 and verse 9. Isaiah 14 and verse 9. Since I mentioned Lucifer, you know, is he the one who has made my life hell on earth? Well, let's talk about that a minute. See what Isaiah prophesies about Lucifer. Hell from beneath is excited over you to meet you when you come. It arouses for you the spirits of the dead. That will sound like a good place to go, does it? All the leaders of the earth. It raises all the kings of the nations from their thrones. They will all respond and say to you, even you have been made weak as we. But you have become like us. Your pomp and the music of your harps have been brought down to hell. Maggots are spread out as a bed beneath you and worms are your covering. How you have fallen from heaven, O star of the morning, sun of the dawn. You who have been cut down to the earth, who have weakened the nations. But you said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit on the mount of the assembly in the recesses of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the Most High. Nevertheless, you will be thrust down to Sheol or hell to the recesses of the pit. Now, let's talk here just a minute. Lucifer, whom I believe led the heavenly worship because he himself was had pipes. He was created as a musical instrument. But he got caught up in pride because of his beauty. And he just decided, you know, I'm going to ascend above the clouds, above the heights into the recesses of the north. I'm going to sit on the throne. We're going to kick God, the ancient one of days, off the throne and I'm going to take over. 
And the angels who were created without number, one third of them followed in his rebellious coup attempt against Father God. Well, that didn't last. He and that whole crowd were cast out of heaven to never return there again. And so heaven is a wonderful place, we're told, and it's so peaceful and so wonderful, so quiet. Well, at one time it was a war zone through the rebellion of Lucifer. And he was cast out and became the enemy of God and his angels with him. And now we've got the kingdom of darkness, which Lucifer is head of. We've got principalities and powers, the rulers of the darkness of this world. We've got wicked spirits in the heavenlies. And, and so they become our enemy. But aren't you glad that Jesus defeated him? Somebody say amen. And we have authority through the name of Jesus over all the kingdom of darkness. And we have nothing to fear concerning the devil, principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, demons, wicked spirits. We do not have to fear them we have now been placed in authority where, where they are concerned. But let's continue reading here. Is this the man who made the earth tremble? Now, what, those who have suffered because of his regime, one day they're going to look at him and say, this is it? This is the one that made my life hell on earth? This is it? This is the one who shook kingdoms? This is the one who made the world like a wilderness. This is the one who overthrew its cities, who did not allow his prisoners to go home. Who in hell would have thought that Satan was nothing more than a defeated being? Well, I'm one that thinks like that. See, I'm not fighting the devil. Jesus fought the devil. Jesus whipped the devil, stripped him completely defeated him, made a show of him openly before all the cohorts of hell and came out of that cavern of the damned as conqueror of the universe with full victory and then he turned around and made us, you and I, more than conquerors and gave us the keys of the kingdom, praise God. So the enemy's been defeated. We have nothing to fear concerning Lucifer who is also called Satan. We don't have to be afraid of him. I mean, is this the one? Is this thing? Oh, I'll tell you what. You know, I'm not taunting him. I respect who he is as an enemy. But thank God I don't have to fight him. Jesus fought him for me and gave me the complete victory where he is concerned. But if you look at the world that's in a mess today, you know, one day they'll respond to him. You're the one who brought all this perversion and all of this junk, this social and moral decline. You're the one that's behind all of this convincing kids to identify as something else in their gender. You're the one. You're the one that's caused all of this human trafficking that's taking place all over the world. You're the one that's caused all these wars and problems. Yep, he's the one. And he's not as big and bad as many have made him out to be. And we have absolutely nothing to fear. 
We have the name of Jesus and when we use it, that's his cue to exit stage left. See, we're not down here as a defeated church, as defeated saints. We're here to win. We're here to conquer. We are the glorious church. We are the victorious church. And we win. Amen. And you can win too. God wants you to win. He wants you to win. He doesn't want you to lose. And with everything that's going on right now, listen, I want to get your attention. I'm not scaring you into the kingdom. I mean, y'all take a look at everything that's going on in the earth. It's scary enough to, to lead you in that direction anyway. But I want to give you the opportunity to make a decision like I made back in 1977 as a 19-year-old teenager where I confessed Jesus as my Savior. And listen, I was saved. And, and, and it's time for you to be saved. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the time to choose your destiny. Say this prayer after me, if you would. Say it out loud. Heavenly Father, I repent for my sin of rejecting Jesus. You came to save sinners, so I know I qualify. Thank you for forgiving me. Now, I believe in my heart on the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior. I confess Jesus as my Savior with my mouth. And I say, come Lord Jesus, save me. Breathe life into me. Cause me to be born again. And from this day forward, I'm yours. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to fulfill your role in my life. Thank you. Now, what just happened? Well, you were gloriously saved. You're now in the kingdom of God. I mean, I don't know how you feel about it. I left the meeting that night that I got saved and I just said to the Lord out loud, well, if I go to hell now, it's your fault because <laughs> I've done everything I know to do. Certainly wasn't his fault. But I was just saying I'd done everything I knew to do in order to be saved. And it was enough. I lay, laid in bed that night and I had peace with God. I had life and light on the inside of me. Whereas before it's like, don't come back tonight, Lord, I'm not ready. But from then on out, I had total peace. And you'll have that peace abiding on the inside of you. We want you to go to hisimageministries.faith and please let us know that you prayed that prayer. We're not trying to get things from you. Uh, we're just trying to get something to you. I know that's a different concept, but it's the truth. No, we just want to know that you prayed that prayer and we're going to be praying our intercessors. We'll be praying for you. And, and we have intercession just about, well, we have, the truth of the matter is we have it seven days a week, intercessory prayer in some form or another here, here at the church. And so we'll be happy to put you on our list and intercede for you. And if you're anywhere close to Hickory, North Carolina, listen, we'd like to invite you to His Image Ministries. we got ministry for you, your whole family. We're going to teach you how to walk by faith, how to enter into new creation realities, get your mind all renewed with the Word of God, and it'll change you and it'll change your family, and you will be glad that you did. Well, I see that our time has slipped away from us once again. Remember, just like always, we're here to help you. 
make your faith connection today. <laughs>